Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Look like you are good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first two hours? That's about what you missed. Managed to avoid uh, any new Watson stuff, but there were new, new, no new cases today. So we got a little bit with Lance Erline, who, as always, is great. Uh, he was on with us for the last segment. And, uh, yeah, so we uh, will roll through the third hour here. And just a couple of things I kind of wanted to get into. Uh, the... I don't know that I buy this whenever I hear the Patriots are really high on fill in the blank. Guess who the Patriots appear to be really high on? Uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, I heard that too. Justin Fields forever. I was surprised it wasn't Mac Jones. Mac Jones seems like more of a Patriot, right? He does, although Mac Jones unlikely to be around from what I've read when the Patriots yeah. pick. Well, I don't know that Justin Fields is going to be. I, I don't know either, but it sounds like Mac Jones has passed Justin Fields in are you stock. Su- are you surprised? Yeah, and like, do you remember after Justin Fields uh, beat Clemson in the in the semifinal? Like, it, it was pretty much why it, it was widely accepted that Justin Fields was the, the number two quarterback in this draft, and then then Wilson passed him, and now I think Mac Jones has passed him. I think Lance has passed him. Yeah, I, and really nothing's happened to. To Fields in that time to make you go, yeah, he's he should really be falling. Unfortunately, I can't really judge Lance because we saw one game, and, right? I mean, physically, his, yeah. his workout stuff. Like, I was the same way. I was like, I don't, I don't want to buy into this guy. And then I saw his workout stuff, and I was like, oh my god, maybe this guy's way better than I thought. And I hate that I'm gonna, I'm going to be fooled by what what basically is a guy's highlight reel, but his highlight reel is unbelievable. Yeah, but it, that that. That still concerns me. I wouldn't want to make. Sure. I wouldn't want to make a, a huge investment in that. I always like Zach Wilson better than Fields, and, and I could see. Well, and we talked about Jones, and why are we not uh, comparing him to uh, Jose Burrow? I mean, he was kind of the same guy in that he had a historic offense with great players at every position, and he put up ridiculous numbers. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't want to, I know LSU fan will get mad to say, oh, well, this, this guy had, he basically had the same thing Burrow did. One great year surrounded by an incredible amount of talent. So I, and I like his size. I think, I think he, if, if he landed with the Patriots, I would, I would go on record as saying, just like when Mahomes landed with the Chiefs, this guy's going to be great. Well, it, it, it's, it's certainly easier to, <laughs> it's certainly easier to, assume that a guy is going to be great when he lands with the Patriots and anywhere else. Uh, but even if he, let, let's say he wound up in Atlanta and sat behind Matt Ryan for a year. Yeah. I'd like his chances there. There's a few places I think the guy could land and I'd say, you know what, that that's a good spot. But, you know, I I think uh, I Justin Fields scares the hell out of me and not just because I, I don't, I don't, I wasn't all that impressed with him. I think he's a very good athlete and a very good college quarterback. I don't know how he's gonna he's gonna fare in the NFL, and and I hate to lump all these guys into one group, but I'll do it anyway because that's that's what I do. 
But every Ohio State quarterback has been a disappointment. That's uh, true. Braxton Miller couldn't even play quarterback. Um, you know, we know what happened to the the kid at the football team. And Cardell Jones, as great as he was in for one game, not really an NFL player. Uh, I think there's a lot to system quarterbacks there. And if I'm going to get on other schools for having system quarterbacks, why not Ohio State? Yeah. So... 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. The truth is you could say that about it, really the, the schools that put the most kids in the in the NFL these days. Like who's USC, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, LSU. When's the last time any of those schools put out a quarterback that has gone on and had a real career? Well, I think uh, you have to take them all separately, too. How many of the Alabama quarterbacks were considered high pro prospects? That's Two true. is the first one, really. I mean, McCarron was never considered yeah. a pro prospect. The USC guys were always overrated. Um, and, you know, none of them have panned out, so I'd stay away from them. Now, LSU's only had one quarterback in the last, I don't know how many years. I mean, when was the last good quarterback before... Joe Burrow. Well, good pro prospect was well, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, well, how how long ago was that though? Long time ago. Yeah, we're now. talking twenty years. I mean, it's uh, like, I don't know about that long, but it, it's it been was a long yeah, time. Two early two thousands, wasn't it? Uh, let's see his draft, two thousand seven. Okay, so almost fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, and what Matt Flynn? That that's your guy, uh, Ryan Paralu. Hello, <laughs> Ryan Paralu. God, that guy who he was like a. Like the number one prospect, and all he did was get fatter and fatter. Yep. Don't forget about Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, about I Zach. I mean, that was a, a, a national champion, right? Yeah. Uh, Sixth round pick. You put some respect on his name. He was, uh, wasn't he taking selfies with the Titans? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, shout out to listener Jonathan, who uh, sent us a message on Facebook. He said he was sent to Scotland for work for the next three months. He's been catching up on the show on the podcast right on and he was also able to take some time and play at st andrews oh that's nice. pretty cool because you know why not rub it in that you're in one of the coolest places ever what a life yeah and you know i, I wonder what uh if you're listening send, send us some messages let us know what the what it's like with the covid there i mean is it getting better or are you guys still on lockdown also tweet a picture of st andrews at john and say suck it yeah <laughs> Suck at Granado, and then he'll send a picture of himself at some beach in Belize somewhere to get back at you. But you know, I haven't really paid attention to what's what's going on with the Rona overseas because I've just been so focused on what what's going on here in Canada and Mexico. So, which I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I know it, I know it's getting better here. I, I don't want to jinx it by having a positive Rona update again, but the numbers here have been pretty good even since the reopen the numbers have been pretty good and so i'm just gonna get my second shot tomorrow and then i don't care it's all on you guys is it tomorrow your, is yeah. your day yeah i'm, I'm done Oof. the rona the rona is what uh, time is that at 11 51 i wonder if i should uh prepare for life without fred tomorrow uh, i should be okay what, what people have told me is if you have the, had the rona the first shot's worse okay. if you didn't the second shot's worse I mean, you might want to come in packing just in case he starts getting a taste for flesh around the 530 mark. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I don't think he'll try to eat me at a minimum. 
No, I mean, but if I do start with the, it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, you might want to worry. Yeah. Don't you make me hurt your dog. All right. uh, Tell the people about TGS. TGS Insurance. We'll talk to uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley on the other side of this break. He's fighting at UFC 260 this week, and he's actually fighting against a uh, an old teammate, training partner of mine. So uh, uh, we'll get into that in the next segment. But it is pretty interesting. Uh, I got to tell you about TGS though, and if you are a homeowner, you've got to pay your homeowners insurance. That's just the deal. That's that's part of what you uh, signed up for, bub. And it ain't fun. It's not a fun bill to pay, but you got to pay it. Why pay more is the question that TGS is asking. And it's a good question uh, because you don't have to pay more. Simple way to figure out if you're paying too much. Look up what you're paying now and then text the word money to 232323. They'll reply back and ask for your address. You send that in 15 seconds or less. You'll have a full and firm insurance quote right there in your inbox and you'll know. I saved oh, I saved over $1,000 a year on my homeowner's insurance. Why wouldn't you try it? Text the word money to 232323, no risk, and see if you can save money with TGS. We could be legends after all. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. Joining us now on the program is a UFC bantamweight. He will be fighting on UFC 260 coming up here on Saturday night. Sugar Sean O'Malley joins us on the program. Sean, how are you, bud? Can't complain. Doing awesome. You know, obviously you're you're coming off. Your first loss. Do you feel like that, like mentally, something changes with guys who, when they when they finally lose a fight, like almost, I don't know if it's a relief or, or does it make you does it make you question something that you did? Like how did how did you handle the first loss? It actually sounds nice to have a first loss. It will be a relief um, when I get that first feeling. But yeah, I'm coming off in my mind. I'm coming off a knockout over Eddie Weinman, um, and I'm coming off a fluke. Um, or, or over Cheeto. So, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm ready to go. Prepared, 15 minutes, 12 and 0, ready, ready to continue this uh, win streak and this knockout streak, and, uh, and I'm excited. What was the damage? I mean, obviously, it, it looked like it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Was it an ankle? Was it a knee? What what in, what ended up happening to your leg in that fight? Um, he threw a kick, and his toe hit um, hit a nerve, my perennial nerve, um, which is like right. Under, like right by my knee, um, and, and it caused something called dropped foot, uh, and your, your foot just you have no control of, of lifting your foot, and I kept rolling it because I kept you know I felt it was numb, but I would try to walk, try to you know move forward, and my foot, my ankle just roll, roll, roll. I think I rolled it four times. Um, I blitzed him one time, had him covered up like a little girl, hit him with a three piece, and then I went to step back, and my ankle completely gave out, and I landed on my back, and. Uh, he elbowed me and it was over. So, it was, you know, it, it happened. It's fighting uh, crazy. Was there any kind of lasting damage to, to your ankle or to that nerve, or is it something that just recovered pretty quickly? Yeah, I think nerves take a little while to recover. Um, 
you know, I rolled my ankle pretty bad like four times. So, you know, anytime you roll your ankle, it takes a couple weeks, three, four weeks until until you're good. But yeah, you know, I've had, I've rolled this ankle a hundred times. I've I've played soccer growing up, basketball growing up, baseball, football. You know, I've rolled this ankle a lot. The more you roll it, the more susceptible it is to roll again. So, you know, I've had issues. I broke this foot two years ago when I fought Andre. Um, So it's, it's part of the fight game. It's a rough game and like that can happen. Your opponent, uh, Thomas Almeida, at one point was 21-0. and Looked like he was the, the next big thing in this division. Uh, lost to Cody Garbrandt, and it's it sort of unraveled since then. He's on a three-fight losing streak, and honestly, this may be you know, a, a, a put-up-or-shut-up fight for Thomas. What have you seen on film of him, and, and what do you think of him as an opponent? Yeah, he's, his last three you know, fights he lost are really, really good guys. You know, I, I look at him as a very tough opponent. Um you know, I think of him as a, you know, very skilled, all-around martial artist. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a, a tough fight. I just don't see how I don't put his lights out. But, um, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's a really good opponent. I know he's coming off three losses. Um, that looks bad. But he, he, that could be a dangerous position for him. He could, you know, it's like you said, put up or shut up for this fight. Either, you know, new contract or Bellator for him. When you see an opponent on film, you see a guy who's who's been knocked out. Do you, do you start to salivate a little bit? Like when you watch him fight Cody Garbrandt or Rob Font, do you look at that and go, "Okay, I, I see I see my openings here." Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if, if Cody Garbrandt can knock him out, there's no reason I can't. I'm an elite level striker. Um, but also, you know, Cody's a good striker too. Rob Font's an excellent striker. So these guys knocking him out are really really good. Um, and I and I think I'm I'm right up there with them. So yeah, I think you know it's it's. It just confirms that obviously he can get knocked out. Anybody can get knocked out, but you know, if fighting me on a three-fight losing streak is is a nightmare. That's just you know, I feel a little bad for him. Talk about the uh, the rest of the card, UFC 260. Obviously, it loses uh, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of luster when when it loses the Volkanovski fight. Uh, but what, talk about the rest of the card. What what fight outside of your own are you looking forward to? Yeah, I was. That was Jackson on Volkanovski or Tega fight. Ortega looked so good his last fight. Volkanovski, you know, is obviously the champ. So it was, I was really excited about that fight. Fan of both those guys. Um, wanted to see how Ortega handled it. If it was going to look similar to Volkanovski versus Holloway. Um, so losing that fight really sucked. I was excited to knock out Thomas and then, uh, you know, shower up and watch that fight. But the, the two fights I'm excited about, other than myself, my own, Woodley versus Luque. And uh, Francis for Stipe. I'm really excited for those two fights. You know, it's funny. You said you were a fan of both those guys, Volkanovski and Ortega. You know, when you're a fighter, have you ever seen? Have you ever been in a situation where, man, I'm, I'm I've been a big fan of this guy, and now I'm fighting him? Has that happened to you yet? Um, probably. You know, I was, I was, a, I'm, I'm not, I'm a fan of Thomas Almeida. I remember watching him um, when he was on that come up, and I, I don't even think I was in the UFC yet. I'm like, damn. Good. He's got some sweet skills, and I enjoyed watching him fight. So, um, probably this one will be will be the first time I'm actually fighting someone that that I was a fan of. UFC 260. Obviously, we we've been it, things have changed uh, since COVID. What, what was it like the first time you fought in the COVID era? That that fight, like preparation wise, and what's it been like this time? Has it changed much since between the uh, the first and the second? Yeah, it was pretty cool. When I fought Jose Quinones in March last year, it was the last event in the U.S., I'm pretty sure that was, that had fans, 
and then the next fight was uh, Eddie, and, and it was COVID. So yeah, this is my third fight in in the hotel, the bubble, the the quarantine. Um, it's always stressful. Just get you know, you got to get to the hotel, you got to take the test, you got to quarantine, make sure it's negative. Um, you know, we still got to test again to make sure it's negative. So it's a little stressful just dealing with that. Um, but other than that, it's not too bad. It's chilling at the hotel, um, hanging out with the boys, and uh, it, it, it's fun. I enjoy it. Sean O'Malley, you can see him on UFC 260 on pay-per-view on Saturday night. Steve Miocic and Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight title fight, will be the headliner. Uh, Sean, best of luck to you. Thanks for taking some time today, and, uh, and enjoy that. Enjoy getting into that cage again on, uh, on Saturday night, my man. Perfect. Thanks so much. All right. That's Sean O'Malley. Yeah, should be a uh, it should be a solid card. Obviously, Stipe and and uh, Francis Ngannou part two at the top of the card, and and it did lose a little luster with Volkanovski falling off. But it's a pretty solid card, top to bottom, including that one. And I I didn't mention to Sean that Thomas Almeida was a a friend and training partner of mine. So I'm kind of hoping Sean O'Malley loses, but <laughs> I, I I don't know that I, I don't know that I expect him to. I can tell you that. Okay, so I was going to ask you how you see that fight going. I think it's good. It's a good matchup, and you know, I mentioned in the interview, Thomas has lost, you know, four out of his last five fights. Uh, now, mind you, he's fought all the top guys in the division, so it, it, it's not like he's losing to bums. But Sean O'Malley also not a bum. It's 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 going to be an uphill battle. All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Uh, I do want to uh, tell you to join us for Lucille's 1913 inaugural golf tournament Monday, April 12th at Herman Park. Proceeds will benefit nonprofit Lucille's 1913 and the Imani School. Tournament will be an 18-hole scramble with a 12 p.m. shotgun start. Food will be provided by Lucille's 1913, including box lunches in the style of the individually packaged meals that Lucille's 1913 creates for the community. Following the tournament, all golfers will be treated to a seated, socially distanced dinner on an exquisite, one-of-a-kind stage set up as a hazard on the 18th fairway. Complimentary beverages will be provided throughout the tournament by Silver Eagle and Highway Vodka. Register now at eventbrite.com. Also, I want to tell you that Friday will be at Sam Houston Race Park. Uh, last trip for the thoroughbred meet. I don't know if we're going out there for the quarter horses or not because I have no idea what's going on, but I do know yeah. this will be our last trip for the thoroughbred meet. Uh, so come on out and then I'm actually heading out right after to go camping at Lake Livingston for the first time. All right. I hear great stuff about Livingston. We've never been. So, uh, we're going to go and then, uh, I'm going to put the RV in the shop for about a month. So this will be our last camping trip for a while. Yeah. We didn't, uh, uh, didn't get all the water out of it for the freeze. So the water pumps messed up. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the one casualty we had. So, uh, not a big deal, but. Yeah, so I'm going to head out to Livingston and won't be drinking beer because I'm still not drinking beer. Although I've kind of hit one of those little plateaus. I got down under 240, and in the last three days, I haven't lost anymore. So I'm kind of like, it happens. Yeah, usually 230 is my number where I totally plateau. So I'm fair, it's just a couple days. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. We will have a gym of the day finally when we come back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Let's go
Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Only two segments left. What are you snickering about in there, Mr. Voldemort? Just people's reaction to Limp Biscuit being played. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Who doesn't like Limp Biscuit? I don't know if it was that they don't like it. It just took everybody by surprise. <laughs> uh, well, you play break stuff every now and then. Yeah, that's the first time yeah. I played that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind that. Wanted to change it up. Yeah. I, I still like break stuff. That, that was my Chronicle theme song. So uh, let's do a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Freaking Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right, we go to Japan, kind of the Florida of Asia. Nah, it's probably China. Japan's probably the Oklahoma. Um, where a cute female motorcyclist garnered thousands of followers on social media. Uh, her She became a Twitter star, Azusa Gakayuki. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A big star, kind of very cute. Rode her motorcycle, uh, and then turns out she's really a 50-year-old man named Zongu who used the face app to become the hot young girl. Um, internet detective. I mean, I was a hot girl, if we, were, if we recall. Aaron was hot, too. I have no recall. Fred, eh, but, uh, inter- not as hot. Internet detectives, or as we called them on that one stupid show, Internet Sleuths, who basically... Not your mother, it's a man, baby! Uh, who ruined a guy's life because they thought they were smarter than everybody else. In this case, they actually found something out. They noticed something funny with the photos. Apparently, they uh, noticed his reflection in the motorcycle's mirror looked like a dude. Now, if you're using the... The face app, that's not going to work if you're actually right. recording yourself riding. So a the Monday Late Show, a Japanese variety show, uh, apparently tracked him down expecting to meet with a young female motorcyclist, but were instead confronted with a middle-aged man. Mom, I don't know if 50s middle-aged, but well, yeah, it's okay. I think, I think we're past. That ain't no woman. It's a man. 50s uh, past middle-aged, isn't that, it? That's what I think. Uh, but I Z- feel like I'm middle-aged and I'm 40. Yeah, because you're not going past 80, so yeah, you're yeah. definitely. Uh, but Zongu admitted on the show he'd used the face app and other editing tools because he wanted to increase his presence on social media and thought he could get more followers by posing as a younger, beautiful woman rather than an old uncle. I mean, he's, he's, he's not, not wrong. Uh, he says, uh, no one will read what a normal middle-aged man taking care of his motorcycle and taking pictures outside posts on his account. First, I just tried. Then it happened to turn out to be fairly pretty. I get as many as a thousand likes now. That was usually before below 10 before. I got carried away gradually as I tried to make it cuter. Of course, uh, 
guess what? His Twitter followers after it came out jumped from 19,000 to over 25,000. So he got even more followers. But yeah, there's a picture. I mean, yeah, it, it, it works. It works. So the, he said, it's been a while since I, uh, Enjoyed something like this. He kind of looks like an older Jong with hair. <laughs> anyway, that's your uh, Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. I have a really good other one that I'm just going to say for tomorrow. That, yeah, I actually had. Another one that was kind of kind of funny, but I don't I don't think it'll rise to the level of Jim of the Day over the next two days. But a uh, family of five had to be rescued after a wrong turn on their walk led them to a sex shop. They had to be rescued. Uh, that's what it says. They had taken their three children out, but they uh, basically they got lost during a countryside walk before coming across an adult store. And okay, who has an adult store in the middle of the countryside? I don't know. But they decided to have a picnic, and uh, they were out geocaching, which involves using GPS to hide and find containers. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. I, I've heard of that. Yeah, but uh, they, uh, after a stroll along a stream, they suddenly realized they'd taken a wrong turn, and uh, we turned right, which appeared to be a signpost. But when we got there; it didn't feel right. I changed my view on my phone to see if I could see the trails. And this is where they thought they were going to McDonald's. It turned out that they were at a sex shop. It happens. Yeah, I don't know that it's a that's a horrible story. That's why I didn't think it quite rate rose to the level of a a gym of the day. But that's one, Aaron, you can you can take up with your people. <laughs> with Beth and uh Tina. Well, I saw a uh, horrible story today. That is honestly maybe the most disturbing thing I've ever read. Okay, let's hear it. You know, uh, like we're in a we're in a time where most people would agree that, that there's pollution in the world, and what most people don't agree on is if it's ruining our atmosphere, ruining our planet. Like uh, it, global warming is a big hot button topic. Is it real? Is it not? Blah blah blah. Political lines. Well, here's something I think we can all agree on. If this is true, this should make us want to stop polluting. Dr. Shauna Swan has found that chemicals called phthalates are causing human babies to be born with malformed genitals. Penises are shrinking because of pollution, an environmental scientist has warned in a new book detailing the challenges facing human reproduction. Uh, she writes that we are facing an existential crisis. It's a woman. Infertility rates as a result of these phthalates. Maybe it's phthalates. No, it's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. Nah, I have no idea. It's a tough word. Americans no- call them chemtrails. Okay. <laughs> but uh, apparently, a- as a result... Babies are being born with smaller and smaller penises. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter for us, but for our future generations, we're going to have a bunch of uh, tinies out there. 
All right. First off, uh, what is she a doctor of? Uh, she is a doctor of uh, environmental science. Okay. Because uh, anybody that uses the term existential crisis, that has become such a stupid cliche. Um, so I'm automatically going to think you're you're uh, using puffery here. Uh, so uh, just just if you use Envi- that- environmental medicine and public health. Oh, okay. Serious crap. All right. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Uh, she did a study in 2017 that found sperm levels amongst men in Western countries has dropped by more than 50% over the last four decades. All right. Um, I have a thought on this. Would it be the worst thing in the world if we quit making as many children? No. And maybe this is the earth reacting. Maybe this isn't, this isn't some big conspiracy for global warming. Maybe, you know, and if you watched uh, Kingsman, you know, maybe we're the virus and the earth is the host. And maybe this is the host reaction to us being the virus. Let's just slow it down a little. Let's get some fewer people in the world. I don't think that's the worst thing. I mean, you know, I am a, I am a Thanos guy, but I mean, I just, I, I don't think it's a horrible thing if we're slowing things down. I'm, I'm for that too, but I don't want my penis to shrink either. Yeah, but you're, we're not talking about you. We're talking about, you're not, you're already born. Okay. We're talking about people who haven't been born yet. Well, yeah. You're not having any more kids. No, I'm not. So I'm like, okay, how does this impact me? I'll be long dead when you guys are still destroying the planet. So. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Hmm. I wonder if this is related. Gay frogs, smaller penises on human babies. Ah, conspiracy theory. All right. 713-780-ESPN. Your number seven one three seven. See this. Okay. And here's another positive. Cause I'm, I'm all about finding the positives and everything now. Like normal guys who are younger and might be a little, you know, feeling like they're not as manly as they should be. Let give it 10 years when these babies are out there in the shower and you can look at it and go, Hey, Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm gifted. I'm gifted and talented. I'm not a tiny. See, I I think there's a lot of good things okay. that can come out of this. So, you're scared of it? I'm embracing it. Okay. Smith says, if reincarnation is real, I don't want a little... You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, how about that? Uh, okay, now, let me just caveat here, as always. If there really is reincarnation, yeah, let's get this fixed immediately. I do not want to come back as Tiny Tim. It could happen. I know, but I, I, I don't know that I don't really believe in reincarnation. Well, I don't either. So there's that because I'll, I'll, i anytime you ever talk to somebody who believes in it, it's like, oh, I was Joan of Arc. Yeah. Okay. Nobody ever says, you know, I was the guy who carried crap from uh, one place to another in the Middle Ages. I was a guy who got bitten by a damn rat and got the uh, bubonic plague and died. Everybody was always somebody famous. I mean, the thought of reincarnation is if you're a good person, you're rewarded. If you're a bad person, you're not. So if you're a bad person, you're going to come back as a rat that carries the plague. If you're a good person, well, you're not going to worry because you're going to be one of the ones who's well hung. You're going to be rewarded. You know what nobody ever says? That they were Hitler in a prior life. 
No, no one nope. ever does. Hmm. Or Stalin. Actually, they probably do, but they're terrible people, and they don't. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I bet you there's a few guys out there doing that. Like, eh. Just they're they're pulling the whole stormfront thing. A lot of people believe like me; they just don't like the word Nazi. Oh boy! All right, that's uh. Well, let's just transition here. Like uh, I do have that hockey play for you later tonight. You know where you can do it. You can do it on my bookie. And March Madness, we're on to the second week. And uh, you know what? Maybe you didn't fill out a bracket. That's okay. They have a Sweet Sixteen bracket. They got all kinds of cool stuff on my bookie. Uh, but there's plenty of games for you to jump in on and bet. And uh, my bookie has you covered. Game lines on every matchup, props, players, uh, everything. And you can go in and bet on who's going to be the most outstanding player player of the tournament you can put some future money on any of these teams and you can get started right now just go to mybookie.ag sign up use promo code bet 975 you'll secure a deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars that's promo code bet 975 to claim your first deposit bonus college hoops nba nhl no matter what the sport no matter the minute my bookie puts the action in your hands and uh live in-game betting too which is fun and fantastic Choose from thousands of lines and odds. You can turn any game day into a payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Promo code BET975. Everything that you say about me. My dogs like to play Madden in 2K. But one thing they don't do is play about me. My homeboy Tyler, he playing South Beach. He told me this summer he gonna fix my jumper. I told Boy Wonder that we might got a thumper. I've been trying to pop, now I'm on like Shumper. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And so this game we have on Anaheim, Minnesota, the last one on my cut list was the under on this. And it was 3-2 like eight minutes into the game. And now it's still 3-2 with 11 minutes left. So I'm really hoping somebody scores a goal so I don't... And there was one just really awful goal in this game. You know, we always talk about the the flute goals. So I really need somebody to score so I don't feel bad about not playing it. But, you seen somebody say, I really wanted to put a penalty on the effing Ducks early in the game. Yeah, it's hard for anybody to hate the Ducks, so... They're just not that... They're not very good. And they don't really have anybody worth hating. All right, let's uh, wrap the show up the way we do every Wednesday. Famous deaths. 2017, Chuck Berry. Mm. He rolled over Beethoven. Dead at the age of 90. I wonder if they're in the same grave. Um, I don't think so. uh, Andrew Wood, dead at 24. Singer from Mother Love Bone. Okay. How much wood would a... Never mind. Uh, Jeff Ward, drummer from Nine Inch Nails, dead at 30. Okay, here you go. Uh, 2008, Arthur C. Clarke, English sci-fi author. A Spice Odyssey, dead at 90. That's a good run. I wonder if he wrote about his own death since he saw the future. with all Possible. Uh, not to be confused with Chuck Berry, but also in 2017, Chuck Barris, host of The Gong Show, 87 years old, also had a movie where he claimed to be a CIA agent. Uh, okay, that's not good. That's not good. That's no good. George Siegel, who died last night. Um, one of those guys who was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, I remember seeing him 
early on, and I can't remember what the movie was, but he was a really fine actor, dead at the age of 87. That's a good run. Props to you, George Siegel. Okay, uh, sports figure Steve Olin, pitcher for the Indians, drowns at 27. Not a good run. No. Also, Tim Cruz, 31. Not a good run. Uh, let's see. Elgin Baylor, who we talked about a little bit yeah. the other day. That is a good run, though. 86 years old. Uh, okay, we'll pass on the others. Political figures. Agrippina the Younger, Roman Empress. Dead at 43. Murdered by her son, Emperor Nero. Mm-hmm. Agrippina the Younger, was there an elder? There must have been. There was. Okay. Was there a middle child? That's probably the one that got left out, and that's why Nero took over. Okay. Uh, let's see. No good. No good. In the back page here. Carry the two. Uh, no. 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 Um, okay. Here we go. Wait. So far, so far, the deaths have been have been lacking in sexiness. Frank Nitty who uh, died at 57. He succeeded Al Capone as the head of the Chicago outfit. Okay. Misrepresented in the movie Untouchables. He was actually not killed that way. But good character in there. The dude who played him was pretty creepy in the Untouchables. Uh, All right, here we go. 2020, 81 years old, Kenny Rogers. Oh. He knew when to fold. He knew when to fold. Uh, 1617, Pocahontas, dead at the age of 22. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. All right. Uh, 2016. Rob Ford, Canadian politician, dead at 46. One of our all-time favorites. That guy made like gym of the day. Yeah. Like every single day. He was fat. He did drugs. Yeah. He was Canadian. Oh, geez. Uh, 2011. Elizabeth Taylor. Dead at 79. Mostly known for her many marriages. Well, she... Married the Grim Reaper in 2011. 2016, Gary Shandling. Dead at 66. Underrated comedian. Larry Sanders show. Uh, Very funny guy. All right, here's your porn stars. Let's do it. 2018, 56 years old. Care a lot. Care a lot? Care a lot. Like, we care a lot. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) I'll go heart attack. You know what? Kidney disease and diabetes, which probably caused a heart attack. I'm going to give you the point. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. All right. You only got two more. Let's see if we can get a clean sweep. Sweep. 1984, 20 years old, Shauna Grant. Um, I will go with suicide. Yes. Suicide by gunshot at the age of 20. You're two for two. All right, all right. Here we go with a chance for a clean sweep. March 24th, 2004. Taylor Summers, 23 years old. Drug overdose. (sighs) Oh, you came so close. Murdered by pornographer during a bondage scene. You know what? My first thought was murdered by a pimp. I guess that would have only been half credit. No, you would have got the whole thing because, I mean, we don't know that the photographer wasn't her pimp. That's true. But it was a bonded scene that apparently got out of hand. Went wrong. Yeah. She got wrapped up in the wrong things. Uh, this should be a, a lesson for, you know, a certain former Houston Texans quarterback. <laughs> that, uh, you know, maybe these things can happen. So, yeah, guess what? We made it almost the whole show without having to dive into that. But there were no new cases today. 
So there's that. Yeah. There's nothing really new. I think people are having a little fatigue. So I don't know. By tomorrow, there'll be a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah. There's no way around it. But we did a good job of not really delving into it. Well, today. It, it never really there was it never really came up. I mean, there was no reason for it. So uh, I mean, we had plenty of other things to talk about. We had the whole Lance McCullers thing. Uh, we had the whole Lance Zerline thing. You know, he always had plenty to talk about. And and there's you know the the ref thing. There, there's enough interesting stuff. And then we worked in some non sports. So I mean, I you know what I'm gonna say for what are the odds Wednesday? Not bad. All right. I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to have seen better deaths. I mean, we only have so much control over that. Yeah, well, you say that, but if one of us were to go on a killing spree on yeah, one of but these... then we would go to jail and we wouldn't be able to do the show anymore. Well, not if, not if uh, we did it right. You know, you know what? It's like, I listen, you and I, you listen to a bunch of murder... Pop- By the way, I'm just going to, the total aside, uh, USA Today was doing a, a bracket for podcasts. And they had true crime podcasts and did not have sword and scale in there. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. What a complete job. I, I was, that one made me so mad. I wanted to email the writer and say, are you bleeping kidding me? Yeah, you know, I'm a little biased, but Hey, but I mean, I've seen enough of these things. I've seen enough law and orders that I, I, I could probably pull off a killing spree. You have to know where the CCTV is. Yeah. That's important these days is almost every one of these. British shows especially, they're like, oh, let's go to the CCTV. Oh, look, there's the lad right there. That appears to be our lad, does it not? Is that a gun that he's got? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, that's cheating, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and plus, like, stuff like uh, your toll tag. Yeah. And get you with your toll tag now. I think the best move you can do, though is if you're going to murder someone, you just leave your your phone at home. Because that's how they seem to track everybody. They're like, well, your cell phone pinged this tower at right. the time of the murder. Like, if you literally just leave your cell phone at home and you say, I was at home the whole time, and they check your cell phone and what towers it was pinging off of, like, the police just assume that you are connected to your phone at all times, and most people are. So I think if I ever murder someone, I'm just going to leave my cell phone at home. Here's the other problem. GPS in your vehicle. That's true. So you'd have to steal a vehicle. Or you'd have to take their vehicle, the person you're murdering. Or have a really, really old vehicle. That's true. You could do that. Like have an old junker that you quote unquote fix, you want to fix up one day, and all you do is get it to run just barely. I have a motorbike. But if you have to transport a body. No, I wouldn't transport it. I would just go there to do the murder and then leave. You're not going to try to hide it? No. I just dump them. Fair enough. Not my problem. Dump them in the Gulf. Yeah. What? Listen. Let, let, I got sharks, no, I got, sharks got to eat too. I got no hair. I'm not leaving any physical evidence behind. My cell yeah, phone. Except was, for the stuff that's on your face. My cell phone was at home. Uh, listen, it wasn't me. All Make right. sure you stream. You leave your Netflix on like a five hour movie so that you have an alibi of like, look, I was just watching this thing. Mm, was, look at my Netflix I was account. Rewatching uh, uh, Snyder, Snyder Cut. Cut. Yeah, four hours. I was there the whole time. Ask my dog. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Good job, Aaron. Good job, AJ. We'll do it again tomorrow. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches. In her arms, he didn't have to prove he was a man. One day while he was working.